so you can start with that part that feels bad, but that it was yourself. It's, it's really not a part of yourself. So start with that part that you said. Okay. Uh, unlike in the past, now what I feel is like uh, inside my head, there is um, two, two separate senses of uh, feelings and thoughts. And uh, one is uh, what I would call, to simplify it, a uh, very bad self. It's a, uh, it actually doesn't feel like a self, but it feels like a, a clutch of bad sensation and feelings. And there is another one that uh, arose uh, more recently that uh, appears to have a more crystal clear individuality. And it uh, looks at uh, these emotions from a very safe distance. Um, it's not all the time I can maintain this like a safe distance and balancing. Um, and sometimes I get uh, caught off guard and what happens is instead of like uh, one towering over the other, I just feel bad, but I just feel bad, you know? There's no more distinction between the bad and the I. But when I am on top of myself, there's this distinction of the I and the bad, you know? Yes, and I do. Uh, uh, that's a very recent thing. I don't quite recall any other time I, I felt like that. I would call that good progress. Okay. And I'll explain to you why in a moment. But I okay. continue on. Okay. Um, uh, I think the main stuff that I... I started like perceiving is related to the sense of self itself because uh i feel there's a different self every time a different person calls me like uh, if it's my mom for example which i have uh which is a person who i have a strong uh, memories and strong emotional uh, connection uh, it will arise in a sense of um, a very particular self but it's uh, if it's my my dad, uh, it will be another sort of emotions, and of course I'm picking up uh, like a strong links like uh, my parents because it's easier to explain uh, how strongly the sense of uh, self arises. But uh, it's also true to other people. But uh, in, in this other people, I think it's more like a ripple effect of the this more central uh clutches of memories that i have like very close tied with my parents for example or my family in yeah. um, broad sense so yes and there's sometimes i feel like i'm just a clutches just a clutch of uh, various uh thoughts processes uh, <laughs> it's kind of kind of fast but uh there is uh, this empty space and this various clutches of like I don't know, just entanglements, entanglements. All right. And that's, that's it. That, that's my past week or, or so. Well, I would like to first off, uh, for what you have been doing and talking about, congratulating you for, in fact, beginning to wake up to what is referred to in some psychology quarters as ego states. Mm -hmm. And that um, normally the ego state that people stay in 
because it's it's kind of learned behavior, but it also is based upon instincts, very instinctual behavior that has a lot of learning base on it to uh, promote that, and that we tend to stay. Uh, let us say we spend more mind moments in that ego state. But there is another ego state which we don't really pay much attention to that is kind of a higher mind. And this is what is referred to as the adult ego state, and it really has to do with the frontal cortex, that which makes us human. And then we have a third ingredient that's based kind of on the language, and it is also very instinctual, but that the instinct that it uh, manages is the, um, let us call it our society or nesting or herding instinct. Mm -hmm. And that has to do with you got to follow the rules, you got to go along to get along. And so... Uh, Eric Byrne, uh, who was a student of Freud, changed Freud's system from mm -hmm. ego, yes. superego, and id down to parent, adult, and child. And this is exactly what you're talking about now. You're beginning to see that this bad-feeling child ego state, which is actually uh, more primitive in the mind, is who a lot of us identify with, that that's who I am, where, in fact, they're missing out on other aspects. That, in fact, you are a combination of things, and those things are in communication with each other, which means they're, they're evolving. So, yes, you are right. You are not a thing. You are a process. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that process is a, an inner communication and dialogue between these three um, aspects that can be called uh, ego states. Now, the Buddha didn't talk about this very much, and he didn't refer them like this. If someone can find a sutta, I'd really like to see it. But there, uh, he does talk a lot about it in the sense of the feelings and that that Vedana... Uh, is actually much more um, that child ego state, as well as, in fact, the Pali word chitta is um, referred to as, uh, um, as the lower part, because when the Buddha is actually talking about the higher mind, the word is manu. Okay. An example of that, when he knows that he can clean his mind out, that kind of mind, the word is manu. Okay, but when we talk about uh, chitta-nupasana or sita-nupasana, we're actually talking about a different part of uh, the brain that has both thinking or talking and feeling. Okay. So we can actually break these things out as talking to ourselves, feelings and reactions. And then this third part, which is much more sensory aware, is what's going on, to look at what's happening. This is the part of the mind that makes us human, and that human quality actually, you could say, is the ability to connect dots 
the ability to um, project the future. You see, dogs don't have much of a future at all. They don't have the capability. They don't have the mental wiring to do the kinds of things that we do. Um, and if we're only doing that... Can you hear me? That we had when we Can were a child. Uh, I think did there was. Lose, how much did you lose? Because you broke up there for a minute. Yes, I think uh, it was uh, about uh, 15 seconds, uh, about the dog part. Okay. So we spend so much time um, in the adult ego state or in the frontal cortex that um, let us say that the more adult we are then the more time we spend in that state and that uh, you could also say that people who um, are not highly educated and um, uh, think let us say the ability to really see things or put things together these people live in an instinctual kind of existence they don't wake up to see really what's going on. They basically follow the rules. They're looking for a daddy. They stay in that child ego state. And then we already have, as I'm saying, a built-in parent. So mm -hmm. a lot of what's going on inside of the mind is a kind of a dialogue between the parent and the child. And the parent is there telling us what to do. And then the child is feeling bad about it. Okay. And that the whole process of meditation here in Anapanasati is to begin to wake up to that process and see that that whole process, that uh, talking and then feeling about, about it to ourselves, is actually coming out of two different aspects of the mind. And the better thing to do is, is for the frontal cortex to really look at what's going on and to begin to control it, okay? And so the kind of controlling things that we would do would, first off, we say, aha, I see you, Myra. The first thing is, is that we start waking up to this. We start paying attention to it. And by paying attention to it or looking at it, we investigate it. This is why sati comes first, mindfulness is first, and then investigation is second. Mm. And then this third thing is effort, the right effort to say, out you go. This battle between the parent and the child that is within us all. And come to use the, the frontal cortex which then now can take control of the dialogue between the parent and the child. So the frontal cortex is now managing the mid-cortex and the uh, anterior cortex. That's basically uh, a neurological way of talking about it. 
of lighting up this frontal cortex. Get the thing really going. Get some oxygen in there. So that part of one's right effort is let's get, because that's the part of the brain that needs the most um, energy. It needs the most oxygen out of the blood. And so let's make sure it's got some. So we're going to start taking some long, deep breaths, and now we begin to direct the kind of language that we want to have the parent to tell the child. Like, you're okay, this is a nice moment, I'm glad you found out those hindrances, I'm glad we're not talking in that language anymore, that the hindrances are out. Okay, so we can put it now back into the Buddha's language, but the whole process has to do with the fact that you can begin to feel the way that you want to feel rather than feeling the way that you were trained to feel. You can retrain yourself. You can, in a way, kind of erase that that slate and go back to square one so that you don't have to... um, Uh, learn everything from ordinary people who struggle with their life because they're still practicing the things that they learned. Mm -hmm. As you can imagine, your parents, who do you think they learned parenting from? From Did they go get a university degree in parenting or did they learn it when they were a child? Yes. Okay, let's go back one generation more. How did it happen that time? Even more likely, okay? And Mm -hmm. so this goes way, way back. Not only are our, uh, the DNA, not only the DNA propagates through, but so does parenting skills. And the the psychologists know this with statistics very well that uh, households that uh, have children Uh, households that are violent, the children of those households will most likely be violent. The same thing happens with all kinds of other stuff, alcoholism, a particular religion. I mean, it's so obvious that it's like, duh, of course it's like that. More than likely, if you're raised Catholic, you're going to remain Catholic and you're going to teach your children to be Catholic. Yeah. Okay, and much of what humans do is, let us say, done ignorantly because it was taught to be done ignorantly. But now we have a new opportunity to not follow that ignorant way. Now it's time to wake up and be the first uh, generation or the first person in your family is the way that they say it to ever become liberated from the family. Mm-hmm. And so um, what you're experiencing is absolutely correct. You're spot on. In fact, now that I'm telling you about that, you can say, yeah, that's kind of the way the mind works, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah Freud was not wrong on that. And the Buddha was not wrong that the mind actually kind of does work that way, that we can wake up and we can begin to direct the thoughts that we want to have based upon wisdom. Mm -hmm. Or we can let the kind of thoughts roll on that we're just used to having. 
And that dialogue is basically a dialogue between the old stored data that is, um, is referred to by Byrne as a parent ego state. And we can see that connection because that's where we got a lot of that stuff. Yes. And, that it's, and so we're talking to that more primitive part of the brain that is the source of all of our emotions and feelings. Yes. Except it's the source of all of the emotions and feelings. And so we can look and say, well, some feelings are pretty good and others are exactly the opposite of that. An mm -hmm. example of that would be like fear. The opposite feeling is a feeling of security. Yes. Okay. Um, the, uh, the feelings that are associated with anger and frustration and not liking something, the, uh, which is dukkha, the opposite of that is the feeling satisfied. Mm -hmm. And these are actual feelings. And so we have a group of feelings like... Uh, frustration and anger and sadness and grief and despair and uh, uh, deep fear, shallow fears, anxieties, all different kinds and grades of things that are uncomfortable feelings that generally arise because of the dialogue between the, the parent and the child, where mm -hmm. the parent is harassing the child because that's how we were raised. Yes, yes you know, of course. When we were little, when we were little kids, look at little kids, three, four, five years old. Maybe five's getting a little late, but two and three, the kids are really curious. Mm -hmm. Even the little girls will take the heads off of their dogs, take their clothes off, try to put this dress on that doll. The guys will take the wheels off the truck and try to put the big truck's wheels on the little truck and things like this. We just, yes. we just experiment and play and do all kinds of things. And sometimes we do things like writing on the wall. And then when mom comes in, she gets really unhappy. Yes. Well, then now what we do is we remember the dangerous moments. We remember when things are in peril and we don't remember so much the good times. Yes. Mm -hmm. But we did have good times then, and in fact, we do have occasionally good times now. Sometimes we can sit down and enjoy a meal. Sometimes we can sit down and watch TV and completely get our own self out of our own mind. Okay? So we have that little, little good points. But now what we're going to do is start to cultivate those intentionally so that we have more and more and more good moments. So that when you do recognize this dialogue, you can begin to change it. You say, mm -hmm. aha, I can feel good about this. I don't have to feel bad. Aha, I caught you, parent ego state, yapping on. Here's something better to yap about. How good yeah. this moment is. And there's a thing about it, too. Um, even if I take this, uh, like... Uh, higher and more adult uh, sense of self uh, while I, I am analyzing the, the clutch of bad feelings. What I tend to notice is that sense of uh, like uh, a more healthy self is still very serious, very, very like uh, rigid in the sense of it's not like a, a sparkling with a 
joyfulness and like uh very open it's very like uh precise and like like you know like almost like a parent well, watching over uh, yeah but that's your choice yes yes it is your that's choice if you start to yes. add more joy if you start yes. gladdening the mind which is the uh the skill that the buddha talks about in the anapanasati sutta that aha i see you mara when you begin to recognize this dialogue, see, you're beginning to wake up to it. You're beginning to really see it now, and that's great. Now what you can do is you can begin to steer it. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Because now even that is a construct, I see. I see. Okay, and so the way that you want to steer it is in the direction of giving the child ego state... Um, something delightful allow the child in you to become delighted yes. Yes. delighted in fact with this practice wow anapanasati is such good <laughs> stuff wow i like it <laughs> yeah okay so you become delighted with what you're doing this is a quality uh that brings that child in into that state of delight um, also has the quality of success. It has the quality, yeah, you can do this. You can come into a state of delight. Mm-hmm. And so now we're beginning to practice all of the uh, points of the Eightfold Noble Path of right view, right effort, sati came first, and to now right attitude. The right attitude is being delighted. The right attitude is being a winner. The right attitude is being pleased with the state of mind that you're in. And then, so that's also a skill to be developed. Yes. Yes. But you're making good progress. Thank you. Thank you. You're you're waking up to something, and that's you know that's that's really great. Thank you. Uh, there is a, a thing I, I think I, when I when I do meditate, I feel like I have more. These perceptions came all in the state of uh, investigation, but I notice I have to make uh, them more in balance with the joyful states of mind and uh, I notice I, I spend like more time investigating I like identify very much with this aspect of like uh, tearing things apart and l- analyzing them and I kind of like uh, sometimes just uh, forget about the gladdening part which is a vita one and it's so easily over oh sorry I'm back. Okay. Yes, that's that's in fact correct. Some for some reason that seems to be the one that's left out. Mm -hmm. In fact, the two that's most often left out is the deep breathing. Yes. The long, slow, deep breathing is easy to be left out, and the gladdening of the mind are the two things that normally are, are left out. And that uh, these are skills that need to be developed, and so the part of the sati is to remember to do that. 
Yes. So you you continue to do that, but now you're going to be adding more joy, more joy. Think okay. of it as a, as a as kind of a gift to the inner child within you. Give yourself some joy. Allow yourself to feel delighted, to feel That's, really good. If I visualize this, it actually helps, or it's yes. uh, an important thing. Actually, visualization kinds of thoughts are thoughts, just like mm -hmm. verbal thoughts are thoughts. Mm -hmm. And feelings are also a kind of thought. So if the feelings are a kind of thought, then not only do you visualize, say, giving the child a hug, you can feel like you're giving yourself a hug, and you can feel the feelings of the warm hug. Yes. Would you go so and much? There's not, and there's not much words that need to be said. You don't even need to say the word hug, but you can say something like, mm. yes, yes, the, the feeling itself, yes. I'm actually doing it with the uh, Aha I Call Tomorrow. I have a, like a feeling attached to this phrase now. It's not the phrase in itself, but there is like a catching feeling attached to it. Great. So you go and, and you fiddle with that. In some ways. Yeah, so you go experiment with that. Play with it, in fact. That's the right way to do Experiment, okay. play with it, take it apart, uh, put it back together again. That whole quality of that, yes, you can give joy to the child through these other ego states. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so you can, in fact, control your feelings. This, but we have to start with something we can do, and that is the deep breathing. Okay, so if we can control the breath, then we can begin to control the thoughts. And if we can control the thoughts and have the right kind of thoughts and the right kind of breathing, then we can begin to control uh, the feelings also. Mm -hmm. All right, so that breathing gets the uh, frontal cortex going or the adult. And we begin to change what the, uh, the verbal content is, the parent ego state is now turning into a nurturing parent instead of a critical parent. Yes, I see, I see, I see. Okay, and so the mental images of giving yourself a hug and the feelings of being warm and secure, that's what we're looking at for. Okay, okay. So you go try that. You go practice it and give me a call back, all right? Because you're making good progress now. This is okay. excellent. I will do. I will do two more sessions today, and then I'll go to sleep and do a lot more tomorrow. Too. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> all right, Arthur. Go for right. it, boy. Good to see you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.